0: Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. We love having great organizations here on the show, especially when they involve... Furry friends, you know our four-legged friends that we just love to have around us. We're talking about the Sioux Falls Area Humane Society, and joining us right now to tell us about the latest and giving us an update about what's going on over there is the Executive Director James Oppenheimer. Good morning, James.
1: Good morning, Christine. Great How are t- you?
0: I'm good. Thank you for having me
1: back on. How are you?
0: You know what? We're we're, we're... Get it on. <laughs> We're doing great here so far, and it's been, correct me if I'm wrong, almost a year, if not a year, since you've taken on the executive director role at the Humane Society. How's that been going for you so far?
1: It's been going great. We're just about hitting 11 months that I've been there, mm-hmm. um, started on the 23rd of January. And, not like uh, you're
0: counting down the days or anything.
1: Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, no, it's been going really well. We've, uh, we're continuing to grow. We have great adoption numbers and Benson Road is back open so people can actually find us now. So that's I exciting. heard about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. People can come right, right to us now, right off of I-229. Before it was, you had to exit, uh, you had to either go through Brandon mm-hmm. or you had to exit at Hall Avenue and, it changed as the construction changed which we know the construction is going to be great long term but Mm -hmm. short term it's been a little difficult Mm -hmm. but now benson's back open so we're easy to get to and we had a big open house for it over the weekend um after the road opened Um, So people could come and see us.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so great. You guys are doing so many great things here around the Sioux Empire. For anyone that isn't familiar still Mm. about who you are, since you're fairly new to the role still, why don't you tell us about yourself, James?
1: Sure.
0: (laughs) This is his favorite part. He was looking forward to this. I just
1: love talking about myself. Um, (laughs) So I have been, I'm originally from Watford, Hertfordshire, England. I've been in the United States now for 23, almost 24 years, um, came over to Fargo, North Dakota to go to what was Moorhead State University back in 2000, just dating myself. So sorry you
0: ended up in North Dakota oh, star. You
1: know, there's worse <laughs> places to be. It was. I just remember it being cold, um, yeah. but had a great time up there. Um, and uh, lived in Minneapolis, lived in Grand Forks, North Dakota, um, and then... Um, have been in Sioux Falls since two thousand and eight. Um, had a background in insurance, um, but then made the leap into not the nonprofit world. And uh prior to this I spent five years running Dakota Alliance Soccer Club or running the business side of the club and coaching. Um, and then this uh tremendous opportunity came to me um back towards the end of twenty twenty two. Yeah. And uh now uh the director of the Humane Society and uh when, I keep saying from soccer balls to fur balls, but...
0: <laughs> I love it. No, I really love it. What's something that you've learned since you've taken on the role as being the executive director? Um, the
1: passion that this city and the people um, of Sioux Falls and the surrounding communities have for animals is tremendous. We have 64 team members that love animals that do everything they can for these animals. Um, but the volume of adoptions and the volume of animals around and the number of people that uh, love animals in this city is amazing. Um, they're building another dog park downtown right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a comment made during the groundbreaking that we could build 10 dog parks and fill them in this city because so many people, it's almost one for one, family households to number of uh dogs in the city wow
0: so it's like a little dogville in sioux falls that's what what apparently it seems
1: to become yes (laughs) um but i also learned that when i started the humane society i i had always thought of it as a pause pet resort type of (laughs) thing to give them a bit of a plug um that this was a place for animals to, to that my job was to make life as great as possible for the animals in reality the humane society is where the animals go before they uh, go to hopefully their their next loving home, so it's somewhere where our job is really to get the animals ready for adoption as quickly as possible and get them to their their perfect partner as soon as we can.
0: Yeah, what um, has been some of your biggest challenges, personal and maybe professional, since taking on the the role? personal
1: biggest personal challenge has been not taking an animal home myself
0: oh my gosh right (laughs)
1: um i have a rescue cat at home or i we my family and i um named gabby and she's wonderful she is an individual cat um but there's whenever you start there and we tell this to anyone that comes to work with us is there's a three-month curse pretty much everyone who works at humane society takes home an animal within the first three months Hmm. We've had a few people take them home on the first day. <laughs> um, I have managed to avoid that, although I've tried. Um, our cat was not particularly friendly to a couple of dogs that we tried to bring home. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so that's been honestly the biggest personal challenge. Um, professionally, there's a number of challenges. There's just been a number of challenges. We've really, wow.
0: Ooh. I know. It's a lot <laughs> to think about.
1: Yeah, there's been a, a lot of good challenges. Really keeping things moving has been a good challenge. Financially, we've all, we have a challenge um, that we're always looking to fundraise. And 80% of our um, finances, 80% of our $3 million annual budget comes from the generosity of the suit Falls public. And keeping people aware of that and working with donors and Starting new endowment funds and finding ways to get continual income has been a huge challenge and is something we're continuing to work on at this point in time.
0: Yeah. Um, and you you mentioned it before already. You worked with Dakota Alliance and then you also were a part of Sioux Falls City FC. That's how you and I met.
1: That was, How yes. that friendship
0: became <laughs> what it is today. Um, why did you leave those two positions? Was it just time for a change for you?
1: Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, Dakota Alliance was fantastic, and I had quite a lot of success as a Mm -hmm. coach there. Um, And we did some bring home a championship, brought home a couple of championships. um, (laughs) Did made some uh, nice runs at national tournaments. Um, And between Frank and I, we made some really good things happen um, at Dakota Alliance. Um, But as my kids were getting older. I had a summer in 2022 and I was also with Sioux Falls City um, where I had a number of teams make it to nationals and I was gone pretty much all summer and with um, a wife at home and a 16 year old -old son and a 14 year old daughter, um, it became really apparent that I was missing a lot of their life Um, because I was gone every other weekend and three nights a week um, coaching and so looking for... um, decided it was time to look for something potentially take my next step in leadership but also look for something that was a little bit more family friendly. Um and so with the Humane Society I work fairly long days, but I'm home in the evenings and I'm able for the most part to put the computer away at night um and actually spend time with the family. Um and the Humane Society has a tremendous um mission uh to be a safe haven and human voice for all animals in need we have some wonderful uh core values that we brought in this year um compassion inclusivity community responsibility transparency and innovation um so that has all been that has all been wonderful um stepping back from sioux falls city was something that i'm stepping back into it a little bit um this summer Um, But that was just something where it it was necessary in order to uh, get the correct work-life balance. But it's a wonderful organization, and I'm going to be involved with them again in some capacity this year.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. If you were just listening, we are being joined by uh, James Oppenheimer. He is the executive director with the Sioux Falls Area Humane Society. So what inspired you to take on the role? I love this story. It's about a horse, your pets. Why don't you tell us about it? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'd always wanted to be involved um, with animals. Uh, When I was younger, I was a, uh, I had wanted to become a vet and I did not necessarily have the grades to do so. That's Um, okay. (laughs) So this is essentially the closest thing to it. I grew up with my father, um, owns horses still and owns racehorses. So I grew up around horses. We had dogs and cats at home and guinea pigs and (laughs) <laughs> multiple goldfish just everything um so yeah basset hounds jack russells um and i would always loved animals and i thought in my younger career about becoming a vet tech and i never quite got to that i kind of got sucked into the corporate life <laughs> um so the chance to work with animals again has been amazing and i had i've had multiple different animals in my office i have the um, a decent sized office at the humane society mm-hmm. and occasionally we get animals in that we don't want to put among our general population of dogs and cats um so they get to stay in my office for a week or two and we've had, <laughs> i had a big blue macaw in there for a couple of months yeah a couple of weeks um and just had to, two cats that were in my office for a while and it just makes things a little bit more a little bit better sometimes and when it's stressful the cats seem to know when you're stressed out. Cause they'll come and sit on your lap and stare at you. And,
0: oh, that's really nice. You know. What about the guinea pig that overtook the gu- your keyboard?
1: Yes, we had a gu- <laughs> guinea pig Finnegan uh, that's actually owned by a staff member uh, came in and we have a nice video that's coming out of... Uh, of uh, Finnegan pretending to be my assistant. And uh, he typed a lot of N's that day (laughs) on the uh, keyboard.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. And even though you've only been the executive director, James, for a short time, you've had a quite a lot of success actually within this year what have been some of your accomplishments since you took on the role
1: so i mean my accomplishments it's as much the um organization's accomplishments um and i'm fortunate to work with a phenomenal staff Mm -hmm. um but we've made some significant strides forward um we reopened to the public in june so anyone can come in and look at an animal Mm -hmm. now Uh, You'd have to become an approved visitor, but that's a pretty simple process. Um, As a result of that and the cat cafe opening up, which I'm sure we will talk about at some point in time, our adoptions have been through the roof Um, and they continue to grow, which is outstanding. Um, In all of 2022, we adopted out 2,801 animals. So far in 2023... Uh, we have adopted out 3,247 animals. Wow. So we are already way ahead. We're going to end up 25 to 30% um, ahead of where we were in 2022. So just more animals finding their forever homes. I shouldn't say forever homes. More animals finding their new homes. Mm -hmm. We're trying to go away from the phrase forever home. Um, It feels like it puts a little too much pressure on the adopter. Yeah. so that has been wonderful. Um, the as we continue to grow, we try and we treat our our team members, not employees, they're called team members, as well as we can. We've made a number of changes in benefits and pay structure that we offer to them. Um, the cat cafe has been fantastic. Uh, Heather at Catitude has done a wonderful job. We're at I believe a hundred and. 19 cats adopted from the cat cafe they're at about one a day there um and the organization has just just continuing to open up we have some exciting stuff potentially coming next year with uh, some uh, plans we have um and uh it's just it's been a very positive experience I work with wonderful staff and we're we're helping a lot of animals and a lot of people
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I do want to talk about the Catitude Cafe, because that project, that partnership, has actually been in the works for longer than what people think. we were just trying to find the right person and the right time to do it, and it was right now. So why don't you tell us a little, little bit more about that partnership?
1: Yes. Well, Heather Wendland is um, a great individual. Yeah. She is so passionate about cats. Oh my
0: gosh, is she?
1: (laughs) um, She, every time I go into that cafe, she has a smile on her face um, and you can see she's just thrilled with Mm -hmm. it. And what she has done has been great. You see these cat cafes in different places. There's one in Kansas City. There's one in Minneapolis. Um, They, any of the larger cities and we've now graduated to that sort of size. Um, And she's opened this cafe and it's uh the food's good there the coffee's good there and you can spend about 10 12 bucks and spend half an hour with the cats we provide them with 15 to 25 cats at any one point in time Uh, they are humane society cats um, but we have a paperless adoption process where if you spend some time with the cat there and you decide you want it you can literally call us send your app in uh, have a cup of coffee and walk out with a cat wow um, and they're adopting them out like i said at about one a day which is fantastic um but they're what always gets me about the place is how clean it is i've been to some of these other cat cafes and the hvacs okay but there's a lot of cat hair around they have a whole new hvac system in the cat room and it feels like any other room you don't notice the cat hair at all it's amazingly clean and cats are so friendly it's it's a it's a wonderful organization the service is great there and uh i love going there and uh it's like a downtown showroom for us it
0: is (laughs) it is and i've seen the cats i've been to the cat cafe i've seen the cats they they look so happy to be in a different sort of environment Mm -hmm. not uh, they're happy at the humane society but to be out in the public and to see people and to interact with them more on a daily basis it's great for them and it's Mm -hmm. probably helped you guys too in the long uh, in the long run when it comes to alleviating that pressure
1: well right the we talked about us adopting more animals out. Mm-hmm. What that really does for us and what this does for us is it gives us a little bit more space. Um, and that means that we can give the animals a better life while they are with us at the Humane Society. We have a number of our cat kennels have um, have portals in them. and What that means is it's an area it's a wall of the kennel you can open up so the cat actually has two kennels worth of space rather than one kennel mm-hmm. of space. Um, with more animals at Catitude, we're able to use those portals more and give more cats more space. That's going to help their mental health. That's going to help, which in turn helps their physical health. When cats get stressed out, they get sick. Mm -hmm. Um, and so our goal is to avoid that. And part of that is just trying to make sure they're in a good environment. So 30, that's 30 less kennels that we have to use or 25 less kennels when they're at the Catitude Cafe.
0: Can there be a dog cafe coming up?
1: <sighs> Who knows that? Come that sounds on, like James. a lot of that sounds like a lot of work. And I should be clear: we don't own these cafes. This is one hundred percent owned by them. We provide the animals, but maybe one day, maybe we can have a guinea pig cafe. We've got a few Ooh. of those at the moment. Oh,
0: that'd be very cute. Any other <laughs> partnerships that you guys have worked with over the years since you came on board?
1: We've so we have some great partnerships with USF and uh, Augie, both the athletic groups. Um, the football teams and the basketball teams, we have worked with them on getting a um, an animal of the game for every basketball and football Aww. game. So we had USF have their tailgater and Augie have Ole's furry friend. <laughs> um, and those animals get adopted every time. We walk a dog around a football game and... The next day we've got a couple of applications and the dog's gone oh. and so that's been great to do we'll see how it works out for basketball we also worked with Augie soccer and they have a dog days um uh they have a dog days a match uh during the season um and so we brought a dog to that and we sponsored that event and that dog was called jazz and got adopted within a day too um, but it's been we've those partnerships have been great. We partnered with Sioux Falls City FC. Mm-hmm. We had the players come out and uh, shoot some videos and did a couple of cute things there. Yeah. So um, Woods Fuller have become our latest Humane Hero, our first Humane Hero corporate partner, um, where they've made a multi-year commitment to the Humane Society in terms of giving. Um, and in turn, we uh, promote them. We also take animals out to their workplace. And so we had... We saw some uh, attorneys get very excited about oh, seeing sure. some dogs the other day. <laughs> um, so a lot of partnerships going on and we're looking for more local partners, whether it's financial, whether it's in kind partnerships, um, which we have with places like Amazon and um, Sam's Club and Walmart, where they we get their overstock or damaged goods. Whether you're looking for something like that, we would love to partner with you. Community responsibility is a key part of our our core values. And uh, if you have any interest in that, then uh, reach out to me and I would love to talk to anyone about that
0: awesome opportunities there if you are listening i'm being joined right now with james oppenheimer he is the executive director with the sioux falls area humane society now there was a report that came out that the dogs at the sioux falls area humane society your facility was (laughs) i repeat was at capacity the good news is that's not the case anymore however there still are a substantial amount of dogs in your facility.
1: Yes. We uh, we were very much at capacity about a week ago, mm-hmm. week and a half ago. We made a plea. We post on our website when we're at capacity. We throw something on Facebook. Um, and uh, we adopted out. A ton of animals, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, dogs and cats. We So we are not at capacity. We're not that far off. We have capacity, for example, for dogs. We have capacity for 127 dogs. That's how many kennels we have. Um, right now we are at 87. So we have 30 open kennels mm. on site. Now we have another 20 that are in foster care that could come back at any time. And we take in 50, 70 dogs a week. Mm. Um, so we need to keep things rolling quickly we take in anything and we'll never say no to animals um but what it means is we have to put animals in drop kennels which is smaller kennels temporary kennels and things get really rough there at times um but yeah we are we have a ton of animals available though right now i believe there's 120 ish animals available on our website between dogs and cats um, and we have right now between 80 and 90 animals that are surgical patients or are awaiting evaluation. What that means is they need to be spayed or neutered or evaluated for behavior or uh, medical before coming up for adoption. Mm-hmm. So we have another potentially 80 or 90 animals that are going to hit our website in the next few days. As you can imagine, it's it's a pretty fast-flowing uh, industry.
0: Yeah, it's a fast process. And some dogs that I just want to highlight for a little bit, there's a couple of them. The Shelter Star, Max yes what a cutie he is
1: he is a beautiful german shepherd uh surrendered to us uh quite a while ago i think he's in our bench warmers so he's been there for over 60 days um but three years old he was an owner surrender he's really a sweet dog high energy which is i think part of the reason he's been there as long as oh, he sure. has um but three-year-olds four-year-olds that tends to be the animals that we get because that's Kind of the teenage years for dogs. Mm-hmm. And so they become a little more difficult. And so that is when we see a lot of animals get surrendered. But if you're willing to work with a three-year-old dog and spend a bit of time with it, it can be your best friend. And then you you have years of an outstanding animal. And Max, is, Max is a beautiful dog
0: absolutely and there's also some older dogs there and i i love thistle she is a beautiful dog you said a little bit scary at first but she actually is a a really pretty dog
1: yeah she's she's been with us a little while she's seven years old and she came in as a stray um she has some gray hair so i think people feel like she's older than she is right she's a um a i believe a pit bull mix Mm -hmm. um and she looks; she has a kennel demeanor that I think intimidates people sometimes. Because one of the advantages to being open to the public, so people can walk through and look at mm-hmm. every animal. Some animals uh, present differently in the kennel to what they do when you get them out. And she's very laid back in the kennel. She'll kind of sit there and stare you down. She doesn't come up to the front mm. and lick you and get excited. Um, but the second you get her out of her kennel, she's extremely friendly mm-hmm. and at seven years old she's a really good companion dog to have um approaching those middle-aged years as a dog she's she's gonna walk with you she's gonna spend time with you but she doesn't have that puppy energy yeah. so she's maybe not quite as high maintenance as some of the other dogs that we have
0: mm-hmm. right
1: so yeah she's a she's a beautiful dog um i really do like Thistle.
0: Um, yeah and Beautiful. then Gypsy, that's another one.
1: Gypsy is one of
0: your favorites, actually. Yes, she
1: is. She's very sweet. She will sit. She sits there. If you walk past her kennel, she sits there and kind of half wags her tail, very politely, waiting. Um, when every other dog is barking, she's quiet. She's a border Aww. collie. Um, I I'm very surprised she's in up. She's coming towards bench status. She's um, again four years old. Beautiful beautiful little uh, border collie or little, uh, little's not the phrase. She's kind of medium sized. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she's, I've taken her for a walk a couple of times and she's a good dog.
0: I'm surprised that you say that she's pretty quiet for being a border collie because they are sometimes a little bit louder for, for dog breeds, but yeah, she's pretty quiet. That's good Uh, to hear.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She's uh, I like her a lot. She's, she's a good walker as well. Yeah. Some of the dogs pull your arm out when you walk and some don't. And I don't walk every dog. I tend to do it if I'm, uh, if I need a break, or will grab a the dog, go. go for a walk or go sit in the cat room. Um, but, uh, she's, uh, she's sitting there waiting for, waiting for the perfect partner. And sometimes that happens, uh, when you're expecting it and when we advertise the animals and other times it happens out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, James talked about the website. You guys always keep it up to date with the latest animals that you have available and also with the events that you guys have coming up. We were talking about pause to celebrate. (laughs) Can I say the date when it is?
1: Absolutely.
0: It will be on Saturday, April 20th. Correct. 420. Yes. (laughs) Good job, James.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did not pick that date, although it's... uh... It's a memorable date for everyone. Yes, Poster Celebrate is coming up on April 20th, so we're starting to work towards that. That's our big gala fundraiser. Um, I'm sure we're going to have some amazing MCs, maybe even Christine (laughs) Manica. Maybe. You'll be there signing autographs. (laughs) Um, But uh, we're going to... uh, It's going to be at the Convention Centre again this year. Um, We'll have a live auction. We'll have some wonderful games. uh, Tickets should be available on our website.
0: Again, the website's always updated, which yes. is the best thing about it.
1: Yes. Um but please come take a look and uh as we're working towards that we have a couple of other different things um going on. Uh biggest thing we have right now we're we're just past a number of uh different events that we had. Um if anyone's looking for a car Shorty Subaru are doing their share the love program right now. Mm-hmm. So any Subaru um, that they sell between now and I believe January 2nd. $250 goes to the Humane Society. Oh wonderful. Um and at Pause, they usually they um present us with that check, and it's a very significant... that is the largest individual fundraising check we receive in um in the year. And so if you're thinking about buying a Subaru, I'm gonna give Shalty a little little bit of a
0: plug A little bit of a plug there, yes.
1: Um but we uh yeah we we just got through some of our other different events going on and at this point it's if you want to look for a dog for christmas oh um, now is the time because get it now and spend a little time with the dog so by the time you hit christmas your dog or cat is acclimated, so yes. it's for
0: life. Ready to go. Yes. Good good advice there, James. Good advice. Anything else that you want people to know, whether it's donations, if you need any food, maybe some toys, or anything else that you the, have going on. At
1: this point, we're looking for two things from the, the public. Well, obviously, we're always looking for people to come adopt. Come see us. Come come visit. Come see what we do. Um food for the for our food bank is huge um we have a food bank that the general public can come and if you're falling upon hard times you can get um, a bag of dog food or cat food from us Mm -hmm. um and we're always looking for donations to stock that up um uh, the, the other part we're looking for is humane heroes that is monthly donors um we get we survive off the generosity of the Sioux Falls public. Um, we love that, and the and Sioux Falls is so generous in their giving. Um, and we get a number of great gifts come in. Some are huge. Some are some are extremely generous. Thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some are fifteen, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, mm-hmm. a hundred dollars. Those are also absolutely crucial. Every penny counts. What we are trying to do though is get as much as we can to a model of monthly giving. If you're giving us $20, consider committing to $20 a month. The monthly donations, a $20 a month or $15 a month donation feeds 30-some animals a year. Yeah. There's any amount of money is vital to the animals. You give us $100 a year in a year, you're paying to spay or neuter a dog or a cat. Us being able to have a monthly donor base means that we can plan better and treat the animals better.
0: This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica.